Welcome to Sandals Church. We're so glad that you've joined us for church today. Some of you guys are watching live right now, and some of you are watching on demand. It's incredible because we're actually gathering together as a church all across the world. It's wonderful, and we're so glad that you're here. If this is the first time that you've ever joined us, or maybe you've been joining us for a while, but you'd like to let us know that you're here, will you please go to sandalschurch.com slash next and just let us know that you're here. We're gonna send you some information about us, and we'd actually really like to get to know you as well. So please do that before we jump in. Hey, we're going to hear an incredible message from our pastor, Matt Brown. He's back and he's got an awesome word for us. And we just want to head into some time of worship to prepare our hearts for that. There's no better way to prepare our hearts to hear the word of God than to sing the word of God. And we know that our vision here at Sandals Church, it's to be real with ourselves, with God and with others. And today we're going to choose to be real with God and just acknowledging where he has found us. This means that we can be real about our circumstance, maybe our anxiety, our anxiety, our fear, our worry. We're going to be real about that, but then we're also going to be real about who God is. Yes. He's the God who loves us with a reckless, yeah. relentless love. His love is so amazing. It's so good. And I just love the realness of these moments. Yeah. Stripped down, just me and God. We're worshiping together in agreement. And, you know, even though you're at home, I want you to know that we are with you. Yeah. And that's what this moment is about, to let you know God is with you. And you're not singing and worshiping God by yourself. We're singing with you. And we want to invite you to worship with us. And we're going to sing together and have this real moment with God, stripped down, just us and God. Let's worship yeah. God in this moment. Oh, Father, we love you. And I thank you, God, you never left me, even when I didn't feel loved. God, you were always there. You're there for us. We worship you. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. You're coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, line you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, line you won't tear down, coming after me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And all it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the night, deny. And I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. And all the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Oh, love is chasing after me. Chasing after me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a 
some of us are just right on the edge of the greatest breakthrough that we've ever experienced in our lives. Some of you have been crying for it, you've been yearning for it, you're hungry for something new and something fresh from God. So we're going to sing this one more time. We're going to just lean in just a little bit more 
and we're going to believe God just to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And I believe that some of us have some bones, some dry bone situations that need to come alive today, right now, right now, in this moment. So we're going to sing this together. Come on, let's sing this together. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry these bones will Hey, come on. time of worship. I am so grateful for our worship team leading us in a time of singing songs to our awesome God. Let me know in the comments what you enjoyed during that worship time. My name is Jeff and I'm the online campus pastor and today we are launching a brand new sermon series called Election, which is all about how to see politics through the eyes of God. We know that this is a really tricky topic to navigate, so Pastor Matt wants to hear from you. He'll be recording new episodes of the Debrief Podcast every single week to answer your questions about politics, faith, and this sermon series. Send him your question directly by going to move.sc forward slash ask. Now, let's get ready to hear from Pastor Matt. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, that's enough, that's enough. That was good, that was good. Hey, I wanna welcome you to Sandals Church and I know that some of you are tuning in today and you're really nervous because we're talking about politics. I was in a meeting yesterday with a bunch of megachurch pastors from all over the nation and I said, who's preaching on politics? 
and my hand was the only one that was up. So I just want you to know, like, I'm not here to make you anxious. I know you're already anxious. I know you're already worried. And uh, so I just want to start with this series is called Election, and that's an intentional word. And we're going to talk about seeing politics through the eyes of God. And most of you are aware of politics, right? The political process. So I was a political science major in college. That was the road that I was on until Jesus delivered me. Amen. He delivered me from that. But politics is, is literally the determination of who gets what, when, where, and how. That's what it is. And that's why it's ugly and that's why it's nasty. It's whether you get it or you get it or I get it or they get it. And it's a very, very difficult process that humans undertake to determine our future. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about election, which is a very different process. Election is the process that God uses. It's a theological term that talks about how he's saving your soul. And that's what we're going to talk about. And that's just what, what I want you to know. As we, we approach this election that we all feel anxiety about, we all feel worry about, whether you're on the left or in the right or you're just confused, we want to know that God is moving and we want to know that God is here. And he, we want, I want you to know that God cares far more about your soul than he does who sits in the White House because he wants you to sit in his house. And that's what this is about. And it's a difficult process. But here's one of the things, and I just want you to pray about this. If you're a person that's fallen in love with politics, I want to ask you, have you fallen out of love with God? Because one of the reasons I think so many people are desperate is because they believe if we don't bring political change, there's no hope of change. Jesus has a very, very different take on how to change the world. And so if you're in love with politics and if you're, you're all consumed with politics, you've probably not been consumed by God. And I want you to pray about that today as we, we walk through I think the only political movement in the history of the world of God. People like to talk about how God would enter into politics. People talk, well, like to talk about how God would fight. Well, the first 10 chapters of the book of Joshua show us how God fights. It shows us how God moves in the midst of politics to bring about his own election, to bring about the saving of souls. And so for the next 10 weeks, we're gonna be firmly planted in God's word because that's many of your problems. You're firmly planted in the news and you need to be planted in God's word. Okay, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm not watching the news. I told my wife, our family, we're going to start a new tradition on Halloween. You want to know what it is? We're going to watch the news. You want to know why that is? It's the scariest thing on TV, amen? <laughs> it just is. Like, you want to be scared? You want to be frightened? Hollywood can't scare you, but the news can. Right, because when you're in a movie theater, you're like, that's fake. On the news, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. We might all die today. So let's take a look at this first verse, because here's the question that you're asking, even if you call yourself a Christian, here's the question, is God in control? Because I don't feel like I'm in control. I don't feel like you're in control. I'm not sure who's in control. And so the question is, is God in control? And so let's take a look at Joshua chapter one, verses one through five. It says, after the death of Moses, okay? Fairly substantial figure. Now, not all of you know your Bibles. You don't know your Bible history the way you should. You need to know that Moses, Moses is the most important figure in the Old Testament. To the Hebrews, he's the most important figure. Matter of fact, you, don't, you won't know this unless you visit the Capitol in Washington, D.C. But when you see President Trump uh, this next year or you see President Biden standing giving the State of the Union address, I want you to know this. As they speak to the camera, there's a head right behind them, and it's the head of Moses. He's the great lawgiver. In our Capitol, Moses has a statue, and they don't even know what Moses looked like. But he's got a statue. And he's the largest statue in our Capitol building because he's the greatest lawgiver in the history of the world. 
So think about this. After the death of Moses, who's in charge? Who's in charge? After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, and here's what you need to know. Moses, the, the almighty lawgiver, the one who stares the president in the face when he gives the State of the Union address. Who is he? Uh, the Lord's servant. You need to not miss this. It doesn't matter how powerful a man or woman is. They are nothing compared to God. So after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, wait for it, Moses' assistant. I want you to imagine I drop dead and we promote my assistant. Don't fear, Jordan is here. Do you know who would be the most terrified person in our church? Jordan. Right? She just went from helping me get my lunch to delivering the sermon. She's like, what is going on? I want you to see this. Moses, the greatest leader Israel will ever have, just died. And we're promoting the secretary. We're promoting the assistant. He says, my, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites across the Jordan, into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses, wherever you set a foot, wherever you set foot, I'll be there. I'll be there. I want you to hear me. I want you when you're anxious, when you can't find your Xanax, I want you to listen to me. When it's election night and you got your eye twitch, I want you to hear me. It doesn't matter who's in charge. God's in control. It doesn't matter. Moses, Joshua, Jordan. Doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. One of the best ways to screw up your life is to overestimate your personal value in the kingdom of God. Sandals Church does not need Matt Brown. Sandals Church needs God. You, America doesn't need President Trump or President Biden. America needs Jesus. And we need to remember that, and we need to think that. And part of the reason everybody's freaking out is we've lost our faith in God. We've lost it. And we need to know that. And so God says to Joshua, look, Moses is dead, but listen to me. My mission goes on. My mission goes on. We're still moving ahead. We're still going ahead. And you're going to cross this land and you need to know this, that, that everywhere, everywhere that you see, from the land of the Negev to the wilderness of the south of Lebanon to the mountains of the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including the land of the Hittites. Woo! The Hittites, right? They hit hard. They're the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you for as long as you live. Why? For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Right? No matter who's in charge. Amen? Amen. God's in control. Unless you're in control. One of the most famous country songs ever is Jesus Take the Wheel. Why was it ever in your hands? You want to know why you're anxious? Because you're trying to drive the world. I can't even drive my kids to McDonald's, right? I can't, I can't, I, I, I tell you, I am overwhelmed at my limitations. The reason you're so anxious, the reason you're so worried is you're trying to sit in the seat of God. Why don't you let him drive for a while? Why don't you let him drive?
And you know why some of you can't let God drive? I'm going to tell you, because you don't know him. For those of you who've known me for a long time, you know that I deeply, deeply struggle with flying. I've had panic attacks on the eve of mission trips. So bad that I didn't go on the mission trip. So bad. There's a guy sitting in the back who went on a mission trip without me, got on a plane, and his pastor didn't get on it. Right? That's bravery. I wouldn't have got on if my pastor didn't get on it. This sucker's going down. I didn't even know what a panic attack was. You know, you know how I got over my fear of flying? A man in our church who's a pilot whom I trust, who I know loves me, took me up time and time again. And every time the plane shook, every time the helicopter shook, every time everything went wrong, this guy is a, a, just an incredibly talented pilot. Every time I got afraid, I'd look to him. I'd look to him. And he'd say, we're okay. Now, I don't know if we're okay or not. I don't know. I don't know if we're okay or not, but I knew him and I trusted him. And he slowly but surely helped me conquer my fear of flying. You know why you're afraid to live? Because you don't know the pilot. You don't know him. You've never trusted him. You've never flown with him. You don't know that. You don't know. Listen to me. No matter who's in charge, no matter, God's in control. Could you release that to him right now and just say, God, I'm going to surrender right now my marriage to you, my finances to you. I'm going to surrender these riots to you. I'm going to surrender this injustice to you, right? There's a lot going on. There's a lot at stake. And do you know why you're anxious? Because you can't change it. I'm, I'm, I'm the husband of a wife and the father of three. I'm a megachurch pastor. I can't change crap. Okay, when I leave my family, this way! They're already that way. Wives, wives. Maybe your husband would be easier to love if you just let God lead him. Listen to me. It's hard to love what you try to control. It just is, right? Why? Just let it go. Let it go. God's in control, no matter who's in charge. No matter who's in charge, right? The Supreme Court, wait a minute isn't the Supreme Court. That's right. That's right. And there aren't nine justices. There's one. Amen. There's one. And I'm not sure he knows what a Democrat or a Republican is. <laughs> <laughs> right? But he had to deal with the left and the right when he was on board. They were called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they didn't like him much. Because he never ruled in their favor. Because he was here to save the people. No matter who is in charge, God's in control. Joshua 1, 6, 9, be strong and courageous, for you are the one, whew, for you are the one that will lead these people to possess all the land. So Psalm says, 
Why do the nations conspire and why do the peoples plot in vain? Listen, this is one of my favorite texts. If you're anxious, if you're worried, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? What's God's response? I love this text. This is how the book of worship begins. The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord. What does God do? What does he do when they go against his anointed? Look at this verse. It says God laughs. Ha ha. Ha ha. That's the word of God. And some of you are like, ha, 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 Xanax. Everybody, everybody's going to get Jesus. Everybody hates Jesus. Yeah, that's what the word of God said thousands of years ago. And you're just catching up to God's news. That's old news. Listen to me. Here's what the Bible says. The book of Hebrews, one of the most powerful texts in our New Testament. It says God left nothing outside of his control. At present, we do not yet see everything subject to him. You wanna know why you're freaking out? You can't see everything that God is currently doing. That's what the Bible says. You're like, I can't see it. The guy's like, I know, I told you. I told you. Listen, we don't see it all, but God has got it all under his control. It's all under his control. So point number one was, no matter who's in charge, God's in control. Number two, no matter what happens, God has a plan. God has a plan. Like we killed the son of God. Did you know that? God had a plan. Like the disciples thought we lost. Like their candidate didn't lose the election. He lost his life. And this is what Paul says. Had the enemy known, had the enemy known, he would not have allowed Jesus to die. Listen to me. No matter whether your team wins or loses, God always wins. He always wins. Joshua 2.3 says this. He said to Moses, my servant is dead. Think about this, the greatest leader. You know what the Bible says about Moses? There's never been a leader like him and there will never be, you're promoted. <laughs> I mean, it's like following Lincoln, amen? You know, why can't you, you follow somebody that nobody likes? Imagine following Abraham Lincoln. I mean, think about that. Moses died. And then the text says, before Joshua is promoted, there's nobody like him. There will never be anybody like him. Go get him. <laughs> Some of you don't believe me. You haven't read God's word. You need to read the path. That's what it says. There's no one like my servant Moses. And do you know that in the book of Joshua, Joshua is never referred to as God's servant until he dies? Some of you call yourselves the servants of God. We'll see. 24 years ago, I told Tammy, until death do us part. We'll only know at the end, won't we? Right, there's I do, and there's I did. Joshua did. He served to the very end. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. Anybody wish you were born in a different time? You know why that is? Because none of us have really learned history. You have no idea what people went through. You have no idea. You have no idea. Tammy and I were on vacation, and we, we like to listen to books while we drive. Why? Because the news is scary. And so we listened to a book about the death of Crazy Horse. 
one of the Indians, most powerful Indians. And I just looked at her and I said, thank God we weren't alive then. Thank God. I mean, stuff that's happening now wouldn't even have made the news. I mean, they'd say, well, at least I killed them nicely. They didn't kill nicely 100 years ago. Right? And what's crazy, it was my relatives killing each other. I'm both Irish and Indian. That's why I'm so awesome. <laughs> and humble, like Moses. <laughs> Therefore, the time has come for you to lead. Man, I got to tell you, through COVID, there's been so many times where I'm like, God, why me? You know God doesn't make mistakes. He, he, he chose you to be born right now for a reason. You were not a surprise to God. You may have been a surprise to your parents. <laughs> but you are not a surprise to God. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead and lead these people, the Israelites. He's got to tell them which people, right? <laughs> Some of you haven't read these people. Like, you're like America. You need to read God's word. Across the Jordan, across the river, into the land that I'm giving them. I promise you that what I promised Moses. See, here's the good thing about God. People change. God never does. We make promises we forget promises. We change our word. God never changes his word and God never goes back on a promise. He said, I promise you what I've promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land that I've given you. Can I ask you a question? Are you on the land that God's given you? Are you, are you where you're supposed to be? I got all kinds of friends freaking out. California, heading for the hills. I'm like, you don't think there's stupid people where you're going? You have not traveled, my friend. Tammy and I were in Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. And I saw some young people. Or even as a Californian, I was like, well. Okay. I'm from California. I'm like, whoa. Missoula got crazy too. And you gotta run. You think there's no crazy people over there? And if there's not, it's you and you just landed. Right? God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan. Here's the thing you need to know. No matter who wins, no matter, no matter what happens, listen to me, God has a plan. You're like, well, what's the plan? Read Ephesians. That's the whole book. Here's the game plan. And you're freaked out because you never read the plan. Here's the plan. God has now revealed to us his, his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. You got your plans, that's why you're miserable. I mean, if 2020 has taught you nothing, give up on your plans. Tammy and I went on vacation. The whole Northwest caught on fire. The whole Northwest. Well, we'll just fly out of here. No, you won't. All the airports are closed. So we went and stayed at a hotel. Where do we eat? You can't. Everything's closed. Right? I mean, if 2020 has taught you nothing, it's quit making plans. Start following Jesus. And this is the plan. At the right time, God will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and earth. And you say, well, when is it, Pastor Matt? I don't know. Jesus says he doesn't know. But I think it might be Monday. <laughs> you guys don't know what Monday is, do you? Monday's Yom Kippur. Jesus Christ was crucified on Passover. The Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. There's two holidays left. Yom Kippur and Shavuot. Shavuot is where we camp with God. Yom Kippur is where we stand before him. 
right? You know what the priest dressed in on the holiest of holies? He dressed in white. He dressed in white and he crushes the grapes and his robe is dipped with blood. Anybody remember how Jesus looks when he returns in Revelation? He's wearing a white robe and his robe is dipped in blood. Might be Monday. Might not. But Jesus is coming. And he's going to bring everything under control. And let me tell you something. He didn't care how you voted. Because he's not running for election. There's going to be a lot of people in hell. We didn't vote for him. <laughs> We're going to get a political action committee together to talk to Jesus. He just laughs. You know, we got to do something about the air conditioning down here. It's going to be hot for a while. No matter how alone I feel, anybody felt that way? God is always with me. What did he say to Joshua? No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Oh, I love this. You say, well, where is God? I don't feel God. I don't sense God. I don't see God. Listen to what Jesus said. I will not leave you as orphans. Listen to these words. I will come to you. No parent waits for a lost child to find their way home. You go get your kid. Jesus is coming for you. He's coming for you. God's in control. It's going to be okay. Number four, and this is important, no matter what everyone else is doing, my wife every day on Instagram, there's a new Christian celebrity, God help us, <laughs> that has decided in their infinite wisdom that the word of God is no longer accurate. And they are going to dispense wisdom. And oh, by the way, their marriage didn't make it. Thank you, Captain Wise. My wife's constantly, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? I'm, I don't care what they're doing. I don't live for them. I live for God. I don't change because the word of God doesn't change. No matter what everyone else is doing, it doesn't matter if every church says the Bible's made up, just a bunch of pile of whatever, we don't change. No matter what everyone else is doing, saying, believing, thinking, feeling, God calls me to obey. That's what God calls you to. If you're single, God calls you to obey. If you're married, God calls you to obey. If you're young, God calls you to obey. If you're old, God calls you to obey. I prayed with a 95-year-old woman in our church, and she was so angry with God. I don't understand. What on earth is God trying to teach me? Why won't he let me die? What's his point? And I said, maybe God's trying to teach you. You're still not him. You're still not in control at 95. You didn't choose when you were born, and you shouldn't choose when you check out. You leave that to the Lord. Joshua 1, 6, 8, be strong and courageous, for you are the one. You are the one. Listen to me, parents. Quit looking at other parents. Other parents are idiots, right? Don't your kids say, well, their parents are dumb. <laughs> They're dumb. I don't care. I don't care. My kids say that all the time. Well, so-and-so's dad is an idiot. <laughs> I just finished my first book. It'll come out soon. <laughs> I kid you not, the editor 
emailed me and she said, you do say the word idiot a lot. <laughs> and I was like, I've heard that before. So I apologize, but it's biblical. The word moron is actually Greek. So, just preaching. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one. Let me ask you, if you don't lead your family, who will? If you don't lead yourself, who will? You see, part of the reason we're so overwhelmed with who's the president is we've forgotten how to lead ourselves. I got into a discussion with a very, very political person in L.A. this week. And he just, he just, he just can't imagine how people can function with the way Trump behaves. And I said, he's not my model. It's not my model. Jesus is. I mean, that's part of the reason I wore a suit. Right? Politicians dress like adults. They certainly don't act like them, do they? <laughs> For you are the one who will lead these people. You are the one that is going to possess the land. I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Can I ask you a question? Are you going to ever possess what God has waiting for you? If you are, you've got to be strong and courageous and underline this and never forget it. Be careful, friends, to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Oh, I'm not under the law. Which of the Ten Commandments do you get to violate? You get to kill people? You get to commit adultery? You get to lie? You get to cheat? You get to steal? You get to have another God? Which one of the ones is no longer it's off the table? Our country has worked very hard to get the Ten Commandments out of the courtroom. How we doing? How we doing? Don't deviate from them. Don't. People tell me all the time, well, God doesn't care about sex anymore. Well, he sure talked about it a lot. Don't deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Whoa, that'll preach. If you're a Democrat, maybe you've turned to the left. If you're a Republican... Maybe you've turned to the right. Why don't you turn back to Jesus? Look, it's great when an airplane has a left wing and a right wing. I prefer, I prefer two wings. But you know when I really panic? When there's no pilot. We need a left wing. And I, right now, people <laughs> We need a right wing. We just don't seem to have a pilot. Look, the reason our founding fathers got along, they didn't agree. That was a political science major. They did not agree. But they had the same pilot. We don't have the same pilot anymore. And it's a problem. Listen to me, if you're a young person, you want a good life? then do it God's way. You want to screw your life up. You want to jack, you want to be, you, you want to end it by 35, do it your way. Joshua, if you don't depart from the left to the right, if you do everything, if you're careful to do everything I've commanded you, then you will be successful in everything you do. No, I want it. I want to suffer, Jesus. I want my marriage to be hard. I want life to be miserable. Okay, you can do it your way. One of the things Jesus came to save you from is your way. People say, well, I don't understand the Bible. Well, God didn't say read it once. He said, study this book of instruction continually.
Parents, I know a lot of you are worried about the world your kids are growing up in. Maybe you need to worry a little bit more about the world you're raising them in. My parents weren't perfect people, but they raised me in the church. And I knew BS when I heard it. Is that too real? She's a mom. <laughs> right? Because the world's full of that stuff. All right, how many genders? Well, let's look at the first chapter of the Bible. Two. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything in it. Well, I'm kind of obedient. Parents, do you appreciate partial obedience? <laughs> Dad, I took the trash halfway out to the street. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. That drives you crazy. Like, I can't tell you how many times I ask my kids to do the dishes, and they're like, I didn't know you meant all of them. <laughs> I didn't realize do the dishes needed more specification. <laughs> only then, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Some of you say, well, I'm not old. I'm not young. I'm old. I think that there was a turning point in my life, and if God blesses me to live a long life, it will be in a book someday, but my life changed when I turned 40. When you turn 40, you can't pretend anymore. You know? You're not young. You pull a hammy, amen? Like, ah! <laughs> you can't even eat hot sauce anymore. It's like, what is this? <laughs> but when I turned 40, I went to this place in Newport Beach, right? Because that's where everyone goes to meet Jesus. <laughs> and I went, and I prayed, and it's called Pride Rock. And I laid on it. And I said, I'm ready to die. And the Lord said, oh, we've been waiting. And when I died at 40, the Lord finally started to let me live. And God has done more in the last 10 years than he did in the first 40. But you see, some people are led by their emotions. You watch the news? Do you know how hard it is to actually find out what happened at all? Like, Google's not helpful. Like, it's, it's really, really hard to try to figure out what happened in anything. Do you know why? Because we're all so emotional. Some people are led by their emotions. Some people are led by their surroundings. Jesus said you're to be led by him. Christians are called to be led by God's word. Jesus says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? And you say, well, I thought we were friends. And he says, well, we can be friends after you figure out I'm God. Here's the last point. No matter how scary things get, Things might get scary. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. You know the saying? But I know who holds the future. I don't know. No matter how scary things get, God calls me to be brave. God calls you to be brave. He calls you. The word in Hebrew, to tremble, is the same word to run. Do you know what cowards do? They tremble and they run. You know what Jesus has called you to do? 
be brave. When you read through the first few verses of Joshua, time and time again, God tells Joshua, be courageous, be strong. Be courageous, be strong. Be courageous, be strong. Do anybody notice that when God told him to obey the word of God, he said, be strong and courageous. It takes courage to follow God. It takes bravery to obey his word. It doesn't take any bravery to follow the crowd. God says to Joshua three times, three times, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Why? Because it's not easy to stand for God. But God's called you to be strong and courageous. Some of you don't know this. Joshua was the first person in the Bible to have his name changed. His name is not Joshua. His name is Hosea. And God changes it. Moses changes it. He said, you will no longer be called Hosea. You will be called Yahshua. Yeshua. You will no longer be called Savior. You will be called the Lord saves. And Moses gives the name to Joshua. The name Yeshua. Yeshua saves. Yeshua saves. Be strong and courageous, Yeshua. Be strong and courageous. Never forget, it's never you, it's the Lord. That's where your courage comes from. That's where your strength comes from. Listen to this next verse. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Listen to me, Yeshua. Be strong and courageous. But Yeshua is another name in the New Testament. It is not Yeshua. Yeshua translated into Greek isn't Yeshua. It is Jesus. It's Jesus. Does anybody remember when the Lord Jesus fell on his knees and he sweat drops of blood and he said, Dad, Dad, if there's any other way, if there's any other way. Do you remember that? We don't know what God said, but I know what I think he said. Be strong and courageous, just like the name I gave you. And you know what I think Jesus is telling you and he's telling me when everybody's freaking out and everybody thinks the world's coming to end because of what we do. You know what the election means in the grand scheme of things? It's like a sardine farting in the ocean. If the earth blew up, would the universe notice? And we're all so panicked. We're all so worried. Jesus, what should we do? Be strong and courageous. Jesus, what should we do? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And oh Lord, it's so scary. I'm so terrified. I don't know what the future holds. There's one guy who got to solve the future and his name was John the apostle and he fell as though he was dead. Aren't you glad you don't know the future? He did, it's right there, Revelation 1.17. He saw it. He was terrified. I love what Jesus does. John's laying as though he's dead. John puts his hand, his right hand. Remember that? It's a strong hand. He puts it on John. He says, don't be afraid. I'm the first 
and I'm the last. I'm the one who was, I'm the one who is, and I'm the one to come. Be strong and courageous, John. Listen to me. The book of Revelation is a scary book, but you need to know this because some of you have never read it. It ends with judgment, and one of the categories of people that are judged that we never talk about are cowards. It takes bravery to follow Jesus. It takes bravery to be like Jesus. And Joshua had to get a pep talk from God three times because he carried the name of Jesus. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this. God wants you to be brave. And I want you to know, church, you're not alone. God is with us. And I'm with you. Joshua's with us. Hebrews 11 says, all the saints stand with us. And they pray for us. And the book of Revelation says that there's an army in heaven that waits to come and get us. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The news may say things are out of control. The Bible says the Lord Jesus Christ has always been, will always be in control. Let me pray for you. Let me challenge you. Turn off the news. Open God's word. Turn off the world and open your heart to God. Because God's plan of election is about you. It's about saving your soul. It's about changing your life. It's about you discovering you're not an accident, but God knows everything about you. And he wants to save you. Join with us for the next nine weeks, nine more weeks, as we learn from Joshua how to handle a political fight, how to handle a political movement, and how to act in such a way that we don't lose the very integrity that God has called us to have. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Ruth Gator Ginsburg didn't die for you. Donald Trump didn't die for you. But the Lord Jesus did. And you need to look to him. Because he and he alone can give you peace. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just comfort us. That you would help us. Lord, we are an anxious people. We are a restless people. We are a confused people. And we need you right now to guide us, comfort us, strengthen us, and direct us. Just like Joshua, God, we didn't ask to be born in this time, and we did not ask for this struggle. But this is the time that you have allowed us to be born, and this is the struggle that you have called us to have faith in. So Lord Jesus, lead us by your powerful name direct us by your spirit and heavenly father let us have the ultimate confidence that you are in control we pray this in jesus name amen wow come on now i am so excited for the next nine weeks as we dive more into the sermon series called election i'm telling you god is going to do some amazing things i just know it so many times in pastor matt's message he emphasized the importance of reading god's word and getting into god's word it is the word of god that directs us in life and it's the word of god that directs us as he reminds us that no matter who's in charge god is in control you know, we have developed reading plans on our Sandals Church app 
where you can get into God's Word and discover life change by going through any one of our multiple Bible reading plans, including our next reading plan titled, The Kingdom That Counts, which connects to our current series, Election. If you have our app, make sure you are up to date so you can enjoy all of our reading plans. Or if you don't have our app yet, you can download our app today by going to sandalschurch.com forward slash app. In fact, we are constantly hearing stories from people around the world who found Sandals Church online, started listening to the messages, watched the debrief, and been transformed through the reading plans. This is possible because of your giving. Thanks so much for helping people across the globe be impacted by the Word of God. You can give right now by going to give.se. Pastor Matt said that Christ asked us to be brave and courageous. As we move into a time of worship, we are going to sing about how God is a way maker. And that's even when we don't see that he's working. He is working. He never stops working. And he is in control.
right where you are. Light in the darkness. My God, my God, that is who you are. We make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, let's sing this. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. And 
This is our final battle here in your presence. This is our final battle. I sing, there's a table. Come on. There's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemy. It's your body and your blood you shed for me, and this is how I fight my battles. And I believe, oh, and I. Oh 
We're so grateful that you joined us for church today. Hey, if you're not done worshiping or you've really enjoyed this time, we'd love to invite you right back here where you're watching this service on Tuesday night, September 29th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're gonna have a night of worship live and online. It's gonna be an incredible time. You won't wanna miss it. And we hope to see you there. Have a great week.